Okay, what I want to do this, uh, this morning is uh, we're going to look at Stephen. Oh, but anyway, notice, this, I kind of like this, but you know, the Bibles broke out. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. This is completely historical. It's so funny. The, the beginning of each one of these books picks up with the last verse of the one before it. It just says so. You know, at the end of Joshua, I mean, at the end of Deuteronomy, the first part of Joshua, it says, my servant, my servant Moses is dead. So Joshua, take him in the promised land. I mean, so, and, and Moses dies at the last chapter right there. Okay. But anyway, all historical right through there. And uh, uh, I'm going to go all the way to the New Testament here. And we're going to go to the book of Acts. Acts just simply means what they acted like. Okay. And we're going to look at a fella. Oh, <clears throat> oh. Just like us, you know. I mean, Jesus is gone. He's in heaven. He, he died and rose again probably, uh, could have been two years, three years. I think the next chapter says it was ten years later. So we're somewhere around four or five years away. But anyway, but the believers were multiplying rapidly. Acts chapter 6, verse 1. There were rumblings of discontent. Yeah, I mean, you know, everything's not all just flowery roses all the time. You got to, that's what government's there for, you know, keep order, that kind of stuff, whatever. Anyway, those who spoke only Greek, remember there was Greek people, that Jesus spoke Greek, but he also could speak Hebrew, but the common language was Greek. They complained that their widows, we know what that is, the women that husbands died, were being discriminated against. Oh, born America, we know that. Okay, they were not being given as much food in the daily distribution as the widows who spoke Hebrew. In other words, the Jews were getting a little bit better privilege here. So the twelve, who's the twelve? That's the twelve apostles, Okay. They had a meeting, all the, all the believers. Well, let's deal with this thing. Should we spend our time preaching, uh, uh, not administering, no, excuse me, we should spend our time preaching, not administering a feeding program, they said. Now look around among yourselves, dear brother, and select seven men, wise, full of the Holy Spirit. Now watch what happened. Who are uh, her well thought of, and we'll put them in charge of this business, okay? Then we can... Stick with prayer and teaching, whatever. Well, this sounded reasonable. Now, look who they chose. Uh, to me, it looks like they chose one of themselves. Well, that's because the power of the Lord's available to all of us. First one they got was Stephen. That's who we're going to talk about here. A man of unusual faith and Holy Spirit. And Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parnamus, Nicholas, of Antioch, you know, these seven. Okay. All right. But anyway, so they kind of said, hey, y'all take care of this problem. Anyway, Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit's power, did spectacular miracles among the people. I must tell Jesus. Well, none of that quit. This was great. But one of the men from the Jewish cult of the freedmen, I just take that for what it's worth, there were little subcults and stuff. These guys were bad guys, okay? Sort of secret service to try to take down Stephen. They started an argument with him. Soon they joined, soon Jews from Cyrene, Alexander, and Egypt, and the Turkish provinces of Cilicia and Asia Minor. Why all these people? Oh, don't forget, fantastic miracles were happening with Stephen. This wasn't done in the closet. Okay, so they brought some men to lie about him. Well, that's what they normally do. They'll lie about you too. Well, Richard said this. Richard's this. Don't worry about it. And they claim that Stephen cursed Moses and even God. Oh, brother. Anyway. The accusations roused the crowd to fury against Stephen. The Jewish leaders arrested him, brought him before the council. Now, that's called the Sanhedrin. It's just like our local Senate, our local Congress in Alabama or whatever, or our national Senate or our national Congress. Okay. 
The lying witnesses testified against Stephen, constantly speak, saying he was speaking about the temple, you know, and against the laws of Moses. And we've heard him say, this fellow Jesus will destroy the temple and throw out Moses' law. Well, part of that was true, <laughs> because Jesus saved us from Moses' law. But anyway, at this point, the council... Now watch this. This is fairy tales. Remember, all this stuff is fake. No, it's not. We just had names and places, all these different groups. And now look what's going to happen to Mr. Stephen. Anyway, everyone in the council chamber, they saw Stephen's face, his face. Oh, he just looked so sweet. That's not what they said. It became radiant as an angel. Now, he's not the only one that's happened to. Remember, the Bible tells us that Moses had to cover up his face because nobody could look on Moses after he went up to talk with the Lord. He started glowing. It doesn't take long. Let's see, this watch doesn't do it, but some of them do. You take a watch, buddy, you stick that thing in front of a highlight, and man, you can see it across the room. Okay, that's where this is coming from. Okay. Anyway, his face was as radiant as an angel. They didn't say, oh, he looks like an angel. No, they knew what was going on. This was, oh, mercy. Now, watch what Mr. Stephen did. This is the next part. The high priest asked him, are these accusations true? This was Stephen's, notice this, lengthy reply. Now listen, don't forget, man full of faith, miracles. Praise the Lord. This is the reason your Bible has, we'll just split it in the middle, okay? You have a, let's see, you're, yeah, you have an Old Testament and a New Testament because the seams are together. It's, you got to know both parts. I mean, of course, it's Jesus, I know that, but the more you read about what happened and how powerful the Lord was back in the Old Testament, and then you watch what Jesus did and what you see is going on in the future, praise the Lord. The same God of any time is going to be available to you. Stephen's lengthy reply, we won't cover all of it, but he says, the glorious God appeared unto our ancestor Abraham in Iraq. Okay, you know, the King James would say in the land of such and such. Before he moved to Syria, he told him to leave his native country, say goodbye to his relatives. Okay, we got that. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. So he's talking about Abraham there. Okay, then he's going to mention Isaac and Jacob. Notice this. He said he, he knew they were going to be slaves for 400 years in Egypt. Okay, and then, uh, oh, here comes Isaac and Jacob. Wow. Okay, and then the coat of many colors. They, they were jealous of Joseph. They sold him to slavery. But then God gave him favor. Wow, we know these things. And uh, Stephen's mentioned this. Then there was a famine and all Jacob, they all went down there and they found out uh, their brother was uh, second to Pharaoh. Let's skip ahead here. Now we find out about that time Moses was born, a child of divine beauty. He, you know, he looked nice, but he didn't have any divinity to him. Don't get fooled there. Okay. His parents hid him for three months. Okay, you know the story. Then Pharaoh's daughter got him. Now notice this. Look at this. Now this is in the book of Exodus too. He became a mighty prince in order. What did Moses tell the Lord? I can't speak. <laughs> um, I, I'm no good at this. Exodus chapter 3, right, 4, the very last verse, says the same thing. He could too. He was just scared. Now we can understand now. Okay, Moses 40 years old. That's when he, uh, here's what happened during his visit to an Egyptian 
He saw, an, he saw an Egyptian mistreating a man of Israel. Moses killed the Egyptian. Anyway, then the next day he has to flee for his life. We know that story. Okay, anyway, he's in uh, the land of Midian. He's got two uh, sons born to him 40 years later. He's at Mount Sinai. An angel appeared to him in a flame of fire. Okay, we know that. And then it's go, remember, go say, let my people go. So anyway, Moses was sent to be their ruler and savior. We're just skipping a little bit here. They crossed the Red Sea. Ha, da, 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 da. Uh, anyway, Moses was the go-between between the mediator, the people of Israel, and the angel gave him the law of God, the living word. Ah, let's see, where'd I go? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and mi- notice that there were many remarkable, mir- remarkable miracles. They went through the Red Sea, back and forth in the wilderness for 40 years. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and... Uh, you know, they made that calf idol, you know, because they thought Moses had died, whatever, but he wasn't. Anyway, so uh, all this uh, great story right through here. Now, oh, notice right here, our ancestors carried along with them a portable temple, a uh, tabernacle through the wilderness. So we have all these details. You can, you can basically take it from Exodus. The Half of Exodus is how you build the temple. Leviticus, they put it together, and then what you're supposed to do inside there Numbers, here we go. We're on the way to the promised land. And of course, they said, we can't go in there. So it was 40 years back and forth. And then Deuteronomy, right at Deuteronomy 1, they're at the promised land. Moses is given February 15th a speech. He's standing right there. It's a speech. Deuteronomy is nothing but a speech. Okay, it's a recap of everything. Well, it's everything he said. But anyway, so that's the story about that. And anyway, notice it said here, uh, the, the, the Ten Commandments were in the ark. This building was constructed in exact accordance with the plan shown by Moses and the angel. Years later, Joshua led the battles against the Gentile nations. The tabernacle was taken with them into their new territory, and it was used until the time of King David. King David wanted to build a temple, and the Lord says, No, your son can, but not you. But anyway, so that was history. Now, let's go marching back here. And uh, since it seemed like, boy, Stephen sure had some thoughts about that. Yeah, he did. Let's go to Deuteronomy. And I want to pick up here. Well, watch this. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, this, is, this book records Moses' address. So he, if I did this, we could get through it in probably 35 minutes, just constant, just reading. Anyway, the speech was given on February 15th, 40 years after they left Mount Horeb. Though it only takes 11 days to travel, basically, to get to the promised land. But anyway, now remember, they, they were there 40 years. They were there 40 years. Come on in, brother. They were there 40 years because of their own mistakes. It wasn't God's fault. Okay, now, Moses is telling them, hey, look, let me give you some information here. He says, and O Israel, listen carefully to these laws I teach you, and obey them if you want. Look at the words. If you want to live and enter in and possess the land... The Lord uh, has given you by the Lord of your ancestors. He says, don't add to these things and don't subtract from it. Now, what he meant by taking things away from it was worshiping other idols. I mean, we're going to make mistakes. But the whole tabernacle was based around every day and every evening there was a sacrifice for sin. When you ever came, you brought a sacrifice for sin. The thing that was going to destroy you was leaving the Lord. We're not going to do that. Okay. Okay. Don't add any laws to it. Don't subtract from these. Just obey them. For they're from the Lord your God. You have seen what the Lord did to you at Baal Peor, where he destroyed many people for worshiping, see, worshiping idols. But all of you who are faithful to the Lord are still alive today. Now, that's, these are major opportunities to think about your future. 
He's going to keep you alive, praise the Lord. Now, watch what else. These are the laws for you to obey when you arrive in the land where you live. They're from the Lord our God. He's given me to pass them to you. If you obey them, He'll give you a reputation for wisdom and intelligence. Now, we have these same things posted on our Supreme Court at the federal level and at the Alabama level. Probably in our courthouses up here. Now, that's reason they have a fit about putting the Ten Commandments out there. But a lot of these things are already in stone. Okay, they're already, they're already on the monuments, whatever. But anyway, they will give you a reputation for wisdom and intelligence. Not just the Ten Commandments. He's just talking about you and the Lord. So can you think about what the Lord's going to do with your personal life, where you're going in the future? You're, you can't help. Well, put it this way. When Nebuchadnezzar finally wiped out Israel, it was Israel's fault. Okay. You got three people in Daniel, actually four counting Daniel. You got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Daniel, actually, in chapter 1. And the Bible says that God gave them knowledge and skill and all wisdom and learning. Let me show you that just a second. Let's go to Daniel here. Whoops, I passed it, didn't I? Daniel chapter 1. Three years after King Jehoiakim began to rule in Judah, Babylon, uh, Babylon's King Nebuchadnezzar attacked Jerusalem and his armies. Boy, he wiped them out too. Okay. He took all the stuff and he took, them to the, uh, he took all the stuff in the temple and put it in the treasury. Now remember... Tiki, tiki, far, far, the story that happens in chapter 5. They went over there and they grabbed all these cups one day. They had a big party. And they're drinking from the cups of the Lord. All of a sudden, a hand writes on the wall and it says, tiki, tiki, something, whatever. Everybody went nuts. They saw the hand. Well, it was the Lord. Anyway, Daniel came in and said, ah, I'll tell you what that says. <laughs> Basically, you're toast. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, but... At this point here, he stole all the treasury in the, oh, in the temple. And anyway, and notice there's a couple of three guys here. There it is, verse 3. And there were, he said, hey, I want you to select some Jewish youths that brought back some young men of the royal family, okay, and teach them the Chaldean language and literature. Well, they're all stupid. No, they're not stupid. Okay, anyway. Oh, get some good-looking lads, those who are widely... Uh, who read widely in many fields, well-informed, alert, sensible, whatever. Well, Richard, you're just saying he picked out the good ones. No, 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 wait a minute. Let's keep going. So it was Daniel and it's Hananiah. That's Shadrach, Meshach, but see, there they are. Daniel, Belshazzar, his name changed. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay. Anyway, uh, let me get down here to this part. Uh, look at that. God gave these four youths great ability to learn. Excuse me, but I'm reading this. What about me? He's like, well, what about you, Richard? You want on board? Yes, I want on board. And they soon mastered all the literature and science of the time. God gave Daniel special ability uh, in understanding dreams. 